Nah, I think it just Sheree was acting like it used to be a phrase that was used in churches a lot. Was it? I don't know. I wasn't alive. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> wasn't around yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of odd, but you think it's kind of hot? Odd. I was gonna say man. odd. O d d odd. Odd. Yeah, I I don't know. So I at first thought it was just because there's a like I'm trying to learn Spanish and there's a lot of phrases that I say that are awkward. Um. And I have friends who tell me <laughs> that are. is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Not like awkward, more like, hey, that's not the that's not the way that we say it nowadays or we understand you, but it sounds weird to our ears. And so I thought it was that. But, you know, I talk to some people talking yeah. about the word mate. Um, I don't know. I just grew up and that was more of an animal kind of situation <laughs> than it was a human situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I sense. always grew up with spouse or partner. I always think of mate like friend. Like Australian, yeah, like Australian. Yeah. I'm not gonna try and say it because yeah. I'll embarrass myself. Yeah, ladies ever hit a pith? <laughs> That's <laughs> such a great story. <laughs> oh, we don't uh, have time for that, but no, it is we a good don't. One. <laughs> Basically, the quick version of the story is: I used to inter- entertain myself when I was alone in public um, by talking to strangers in an Australian accent. And one of the best stories was uh, kind of accumul- accumulated with um, me saying, "You ladies ever hit a pith?" <laughs> This is a big Sue podcast intro. I don't know. That was just like the, the <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, welcome to the COF podcast. Podcast. Yep. And uh, I'm Jacob Jones. I'm Bertie. And uh, we're just here to kind of talk about life, break down this weekend's message. And, um, yep. you know, hopefully learn something together as a church, as a church family. So thanks for listening in. Um, we're going to jump right in, try to be succinct today. And, um, yeah, did you bring a hot take or no? Uh, you didn't bring a hot take, did you? Yeah, that's my way of saying no, but I can think of something. No, it's okay. We don't have to do a hot <laughs> take. I did learn sort of how to play piano a little bit this week from my father-in-law. But that's I learned cool. how to play it. I'm, I mean, he told me what buttons were what. Keys. Buttons, <laughs> I clearly have <laughs> improvement. The buttons. Is this a piano? Oh, this is this is a C button. I mean, my my ten month old has a quote unquote piano that has buttons on it, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it a piano. Well, you know, see, I didn't learn enough, so I need to hop back in there. Tony, Hot if you take. listen, I'm sorry, I called them buttons. <laughs> Hot take: Piano keys should be called buttons. <laughs> Started the petition. Oh dang! Oh my gosh. Um. Well, my hot take is that we should uh that traffic in Houston is is bad and you know there's all these solutions it's like make the streets wider you know instead of having these HOV lanes maybe put like a train in like an express rail that kind of goes yeah. from Katy and stops once in uh I don't know where everybody works the energy corridor and then stops again at uptown where everybody works and then goes to downtown and it's like you can commute on the train you know and you can listen to your your favorite podcast you can listen to see mm, a podcast while you your commute. Favorite, yep. um, you know, you could read the newspaper. People still do that. You could watch your shows. It's just a better way to commute. And do so, people still read hard copies of newspaper or are those digitized? For I the think most part people now? do. Um, yeah, I think people still do. Hot take: best use for newspaper is to wrap uh, valuable items mm. when you're moving. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not that to read true. it. Um, not it works really good to normal. clean your car windows too. With a, really? it's, it's like much better than a paper towel. Yeah, it doesn't leave any residue at all. Huh, so it used cool. to be a. I used to be a car detailer in high school, and that's what we used. It worked really well. Huh. 
Um, now, my hot take, though, is is to clean up the, the traffic issue isn't to do any of the, the obvious things. It's to create um, two different types of roads that uh, two different types of drivers drive on. There's the um, – and I'm just going to call it varsity and JV because I use that for everything. So yeah. there's the streets for the varsity drivers and there's the streets for the JV drivers. And so, you know, if you don't – if you're not into things like using your, your turn signal, um, if you're not into the whole thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to get over when I'm not turning so that I can be in the straight only lane to let other people turn right on red, you know, that's like JV driving, you know. Um you know, maybe it's it's like when you when there's a double turn lane and everyone stacks in the left turn lane and like it's going to be three lights for them to get through it, but you know the street's good enough that you're just going to get in the right left turn lane. Yeah, and you go all the way because there's the no turn line because people don't know. And so it's like that that's the kind of JV versus varsity. And so you know if you're not into driving the speed limit and you know you're you're if you're not into it, you like going you know ten fifteen under, but you also want to be in the left lane. Like you can do so in all confidence in our new and improved JV road. JV road. And so, yeah, I realized I, I'm not the type of person who gets road rage. Like, I don't get mad at people. Sometimes, like, though, when, when I do, like, if I'm going to U-turn on 290 and there's people, like, uh, like it's hard to, to visualize, I guess, with just words. But if this person just creeped forward a little bit, I would be able to U-turn to get into the U-turn situation underneath. Or if they just kind of stacked a little bit further right in the lane. Yeah, make room for me to... Yeah, and it's like, I, I need just one more inch person. Yeah. Like, brother, give me one more inch and I can squeeze my car through here. And they just like, I'm, I'm like all the way up against it. I'm like, just look at your rear view mirror. You'll see me. Yeah. And they just don't move. Like, that's the kind of stuff where I don't get frustrated by it. But you know what? My new my new take is just, hey, man, you're, you're just a JV, you know, driver. You're a JV I'm, driver. You can't I'm help I'm trying to, to make varsity this year and you're really getting <laughs> you're in my way. You're hurting it. Um, no, it's uh, a... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I totally kid, but... Um, I get road rage. I'm not yeah, proud of it. But moving to Cyprus wasn't, uh, wasn't fun for me with the with the whole traffic situation. It's it's yeah. bad. It's a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Um, 290 is just every... All the... That whole triple intersection situation at Cypress proper where, the, where it's like Fry and Cypress, Cypress Rose Hill and mm-hmm. Spring Cypress, like... I don't like those roads, even on Saturday, man. It's um, it's not it's not easy to get places. Yeah, and you have sometimes. to. I mean, you have to brave it regularly now because you live you live over by oh, that. Oh yeah, that Barker area. Cypress northbound. Kind of going from Town Lake to two ninety is my drive every day, and it's like randomly really really bad. Yeah, it's brutal at random times. So yeah, not a fan. Um, so I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. Maybe just uh, I don't know. Do do the podcast over Zoom. And I'll just stay at my house. That's what I'll do. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Or um, uh, get a hover car. Oh, get a hover car. I could. Rachel won't let me. When I was in. Uh, so our, our family thing is to, when we go on vacation, like in the Caribbean, we'll rent scooters and just scooter around. Um, I don't know why. It's just something we do. And so. That's cool. I could just scooter between all of the cars <laughs> that are stopped. That sounds really safe. Because I know I did that in St. Martin. Rachel hated it. But it was like, it was crazy. Like, it was like L.A. traffic to where it's like you're stopped and you're not going anywhere. And a 10-minute drive is going to take you an hour. Like, it was that That's bad terrible. at rush hour. Like, I don't know why people just Mm-mm. didn't walk. Um, but all of the scooters would just squeeze in between the lanes. And I just followed suit. And yeah, it was great. Can't beat them, join them. Isn't that the, the slogan? That's that, that's how I view about driving in Houston traffic. My wife um, does not appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, so. Um, you know, it is what it is. 
You want to get into uh, into the message and Marco's teaching a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We talked this weekend about how we could have a comeback in our marriage, and and really even I th- I think it's 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 even okay to broaden that. We, we all have relationships, and so even if we're not in a marriage relationship, or we're not considering one right now, or we we previously were, whatever where we may find ourselves, there is a way to have a comeback in um, in a relationship in general. And I think some of these uh, truths. Uh, transcend just that one specific kind of relationship. And so I think that's yeah. what's, that's what's real cool about it. Um, and so it was really practical things to even that I noticed of my own marriage and my own relationship with my wife, uh, things that I need to do in order to have a marriage come back. Not that we're on the rocks or anything, but uh, things to continually focus in on. So we don't get to that place. We don't get to that spot because if you continually implement these three things that Marco talked about, um, you're going to be better for it. Yeah, I so. think so too. Uh, the one, um, really even, e- 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 even thinking about it, I, <laughs> the fir- his first point is what stood out the most to me because I think I, I, it was focus on your behavior and not your mates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that sting- stands out because of r- we're all, and I'll say we're all, but I'm really good at pointing fingers of saying, well, no, you need to do this. You need to do that. Or I have a specific way. I can be pretty particular and uh, want things to be done in a very specific way, and and that can lead to me trying to correct something that my wife Katie does, and uh, that's not the behavior I should focus on. I should focus on my own. Yeah, you know. I think it's uh, again. I, I feel like this needs to be the podcast slogan: uh, "Easier said than done." <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Because that's do, <laughs> every I, week. Yeah, maybe it's just the Christian slogan, or uh, yeah. I just feel like we. We learn what we ought to do, and then the part that trips so much of us up is, and myself included, is implementing it, is you know applying it to my life for sure. And so, I like I, I'm gonna have to think of a way to like remind myself of this when I'm. It's hard because it's I'm not gonna know that I'm doing this until the moment until Rachel calls me out, you know, um, and she does, she will. Um, but yeah, like how easy is it for us to just be like, well, you do this. You know, we, Rachel and I try to avoid the, the always, I forget what she calls it. something she learned somewhere, Brene Brown or something like oh. this always, uh, with the all, just saying always or never. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just the absolute statements. The, yeah. Absolute statement. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, that, that's kind of where this manifests for us is just this whole, it turns into something bigger than it is. And, uh, you know, Marco referenced this stuff. I mean, Mark and Laura, when they talk about marriage all the time goes back to the whole love and respect thing and it's this idea of where the problem is no longer the problem or the issue is no longer the issue and so um for us it's really easy to start pointing fingers and you know poking each other where we know we're we're weak and where we can hurt each other yep um the reality is what's going to have us both be healthy is us taking a, a close look at our own behavior yeah, yeah, and uh, he even even referenced Galatians six six says for we are each responsible for our own conduct. And I think that's again in conversations when you're talking to someone that is walking through maybe a, a difficult situation with their with their spouse, um, it's easy to say, well, you know, you can only affect your response and your conduct. But then when we're in that situation in that spot, we kind of forget anything we say. Again, <laughs> easier said than done. But it, it's it's true. In any situation with any relationship, there's uh, two people involved, and you can only control one of them, and that's yourself. Yeah. And so 
Uh, that's so, so important for us to remember and, and focus in on it. And, and ultimately, if we're all trying to be the best version of ourselves, then we're going to end up uh, better for it and not trying to make the best version of our spouse, our friend, whatever situation, whatever relationship is um, is needing to come back in, in your life. Yeah. So I was um, – I got like a random Facebook notification on my phone. I'm not really into social media, as you as you know, Birdie. Yeah. Um, but it was like a, a memory, kind of like a time hop situation. It was some posts that I posted like, I don't know, when I was like 20-something. And years and years and years ago – I know that wasn't <laughs> – was 20-something not too long ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, back, in the, <laughs> back, in, back in my day. 2014. Haven't, haven't been 20-something in 35 years. Um, now, I, uh, I posed it was a quote, and I was like, well, I don't know what prompted me to post this, but, um, man, it was great timing on the uh, exact same day, I guess, that Marco was teaching this, or week. And uh, it's uh, Henri Nguyen. I think he's a swedish polish uh priest and uh all right here it is every time we make the decision to love someone we open ourselves up to great suffering because those we most love cause us not only great joy but also great pain the greatest pain comes from leaving when the child leaves home when the husband or wife leaves for a long period of time or for good when the beloved friend departs for another country or dies the pain of the leaving can tear us apart Still, if we want to avoid the suffering of leaving, we will never experience the joy of loving, and love is stronger than fear. Life is stronger than death, hope stronger than despair. We have to trust that the risk of loving is always worth taking. And less so about the leaving, but I, I mean, the people that we love the closest, like we know how to push their buttons, and we know what gets them frustrated. We know the right words to say. Um, all of my biggest blow-up fights with my wife or, or my brother's, my parents has been mostly because of something that one of us said, usually me, um, that took it to that place. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really guilty of that. Uh, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it over the years, but, um, this, this Marco point of focusing on ourselves and our own, you know, shortcomings, uh, m longer and much, uh, sooner than we start, you know, poking at, you know, our, our spouses, yeah, is, uh, is gonna poking be awesome. those uh, piano buttons. Poking uh. the poking the buttons on the <laughs> piano. Um. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's, I mean, what stands out even in this in this quote that you just read is, uh, I mean, just the statement that to avoid the suffering of leaving will never experience the joy of loving. And so there's there is some 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 risk there. It's it's difficult. But if you don't ever experience it, if you're so afraid of the uh, the end result or the the end of whatever it is that is inevitable to come, you uh, you miss out on so much, yeah. and so it's such a sweet thing to love someone and be loved by someone. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, just like you said, we're really good at poking the buttons that are gonna we know are gonna set someone off <laughs> that we love well. And unfortunately, I, I mean, I know this is true for myself. We typically take like if we have a frustration, even if it has nothing to do with our significant other, our spouse, our the, our closest friends, they are the ones that uh, we take everything out on. Yeah, you know, like punching bag for real. Yeah, and you're like, and it's because they won't leave you, right? That's what, that's kind of a thought behind it, yeah. maybe, because um, because they're there, they're available. But what a what a terrible thing for us to do to those we love and care about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had to be 
selective and especially like when we're coming home from work and like we had a rough day we're frustrated like i think for some couples like they are a great venting source for each other uh, my partner and i don't function that way um we can but like we have to be we have to do it with a little bit of tact instead of just like you know acting like oh i had such a bad day that i can't you know be a good partner now i need you to pull all the weight tonight um so i mean i'm sure it'll be different for everybody but you know i i I do think that this point of focus on your behavior and not you know the the other person the relationship uh is going to be the way to go yeah yeah absolutely and knowing that we're gonna let each other down at some point many times Mm -hmm. we need to forgive each other and that's that was was the second point. point yeah and uh, we, we, we just, we have to, we have to forgive that. And there's that statement, forgive and forget, I think it's kind of goofy because you don't really ever forget, especially if it's a big wrong hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the idea behind it, but r- realizing that forgiveness takes time. It's, it's a, I would say it's even a daily choice to forgive, to actively choose to forgive an individual for something they've done to wrong you because we're going to let each other down. Um, we're all, all messed up. We're all going to make mistakes and we get to grow and learn from those. At the same time, we, we need to sit and, and forgive one another continually. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think it's um, I think this comes up a lot in just stories I've heard. Uh, you know, people counseling here like they act like, hey, do I still need to forgive somebody if you know they've done this wrong or that wrong? I've heard Mark teach on this a bunch. Yeah, and it's kind of this whole idea of like forgiveness is like is different than trust you know it's a separate entity um we are i'm going to use the word required to forgive um that's fair as christians um and i i don't say that lightly at all um and if you would disagree with that i would point you towards um the lord's prayer matthew um it doesn't end in the scriptures with for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen yeah. Uh, it ends with uh, a very interesting verse. If you if you didn't know, it's, it feels like a, a bit of a shock. Um, you know, forgive us our tr- our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, for if you do not forgive, then your heavenly Father will not forgive you. And that really feels like a mandate to me. Um, yeah, that sounds <laughs> quite important yeah. to, to, to do, not to consider. And, and, and I would even add, add to that that true forgiveness is it's not a it's not a conditional thing that if like, well, you know, I, this is a conditional forgiveness yeah. under under these certain conditions. I, I, mean, I mean, of course, behavior correction. I'm not saying that someone can continue to do something that's wronging you. That's obviously they're not like. <laughs> That, that, that that's ongoing, but whenever we do choose to really forgive someone, it, it can't be on. It can't be conditional. We have to actively work on that in, in that kind of way. Yeah. Uh, even in the way we're forgiven uh, by God for the things we do wrong. I think uh, I've heard Wes teach on this particular kind of idea before, where he's saying when you haven't forgiven somebody, um, they you are letting them hold power over you. Um. That's good. That is completely unnecessary. And so, um, and it can go on for years and the other person has long forgotten the hurt and they still are holding power over you because you haven't forgiven them. And so, um, I think, uh, I think this can play out a lot 
more frequently in smaller ways in daily life where um, we a be quick to assume the best in the people we're closest with you know in our, in our partners and our close relationships um, but like you said earlier like knowing that we're going to let each other down um, being extremely quick to forgive um, and, and this is the perfect verse for the Ephesians 4.32 verse that Marco read, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, God forgave you. And so it's this idea that well, we've been forgiven much, like let us not forget that um, and let us emulate Absolutely. that uh, to those around us. And so and just like we would want them to forgive us when we screw up. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, again, and it, it, all these, even, even the points are, are interrelated. That's, part of focusing on our behavior yeah. and, and not, yeah, just, just realizing that we've been forgiven of, of much. And so we should in turn also f- forgive, be willing to forgive. And that holding power over you part is so true. Like it, it's not hurting them that you're holding onto it. It's hurting you more than anything because you're the one holding it. You're the one thinking about it it's it's consuming you it has power it has control over you so wherever that is whatever that looks like it starts uh, honestly just just with with a conversation you know like be be open be willing to that and even when asking for forgiveness we're the one that has wronged someone again uh, focus on our behavior not on them the forgiveness isn't pointing fingers (laughs) further Um, and it's also i mean we can't can't force anyone to accept our uh, apology or, or, or what or whatever that is we can only do our part in it you yeah. know and so focus on that part not not on their reaction to us asking for forgiveness as well because right? yeah. that's only gonna make it worse that's wise cool um and marco wrapped his his talk with uh this whole idea that god has to be at the center of everything the center of the marriage um but ultimately and and i would say more importantly at the center of the individual's lives yeah 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 of each of each individual because if, if god is at the center of your life and the god is at the center of your mate's life your your spouse's partner's life uh both then that would mean that god is at the center of, of everything so it, it does start with the individual and even that exodus 20 verse i am the lord your god you shall have no other gods before me putting god at the center of everything making a, a daily routine uh, is, is so helpful spending a little time time with God if that's in Bible reading and prayer listening to music and I know that sounds like such a like a a church thing to say you know like oh this is going to fix your marriage um yeah. yeah but it's so true I mean like I would dare anybody who would uh you know kind of you know call bogus on that to to just start reading the Bible I mean like the amount of change I've seen in my life, uh, how good that I'm doing in relationships and how good I feel about, um, the stuff going on around me and how I'm responding to situations and how I'm treating my wife. That is so tied to like where my relationship with God at is in that season or where my yeah, relationship like with God is in that season. Direct correlation. Yeah. And so, uh, that, uh, that probably just sounds like a, a weird cop out thing that's not you know going to be super practical and 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 bringing a comeback to our marriages but um that's probably the most important thing here honestly i'd agree um so yeah yeah i it, it 
Again, it's it's where it lands. And and whenever we, we, we think of this idea of focusing on our behavior, not our mates, even asking forgiveness or um, providing forgiveness for someone, another way that we can enact change in our relationships is to put God at the center. And that's, you could take a baby step, take uh, 15 minutes and read or 15 minutes to, to meditate. I was listening to something recently. I can't remember all the parts of it, but it was talking about like a power hour in the mornings, just mm-hmm. getting your day started. And it's f- 15 minutes of, of some sort of prayer meditation, 15 minutes of reading, uh, 15 minutes of exercise, and then 15 minutes of, uh, of something. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember it all fully, but it's just, just a little bit. Uh, because if you think about it, you're like, oh man, I mean, if, it, if I'll, I'll set lofty goals for myself that are just not obtainable. Uh, I can't get to them. I, I, it's going to be grand. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And then I don't end up doing it. And so just starting somewhere and not feeling like you have to you don't have to sit down and read your Bible for three hours in the morning. You know, start with five minutes, ten minutes, you know, yeah. and build up. But start somewhere and let God be at the center of your every day of your life. Yeah, uh, that's and cool. that's that's a that's a really important place to begin. Even even changing the way we view we view our day, the interactions we have. It, I, I would I, I know for myself, whenever I'm I'm focused in on that, I'm a lot quicker to listen, slower to speak into a situation, you know, get caught up in my own words, get in trouble um, with what I say and, and need forgiveness. So that really is, uh, I would, I would, I would agree. It's, it's the most important place to start and to be in, in the context of any relationship. Yeah. Um, I think all of this comes with a, with a massive asterisk that um, there are some of us whose, you know, our marriages are, are potentially at the breaking point to where, um, you know, we we feel like we've tried everything, and um, we don't know if it's salvageable. And so, mm-hmm. um, if that's you, um, just so you know, like we we pray for for you specifically, um, not specifically. We pray pray for you. Um, I guess generally, we pray for people who are going through that in our congregation, in our body of of you know people who are who call CEO of home all the time. Um, that's it's something that's that's big on our hearts and big on Pastor and Mark and Laura's heart. And, um, so we have a counseling center, uh, partly for that reason. A lot of people don't know that it's called community counseling. You can find all kinds of information on our website and they are hosting a, um, what they're calling a marriage intensive, uh, in a couple of weeks here. And, uh, it's just, it's designed to, um, to, to fix, uh, this, this situation. There's going to be a lot of training. Um, it's, it's probably the, the best way that uh, people who have been hopeless in, in their in their marriages would be able to experience this comeback that we've been talking about, and so um, if that's you, I would I would highly you know ask you to consider um, signing up for that, registering for that. You can register for it uh, on the website; we'll take you there, and uh, you can just find it in the events page on the website. But um, yeah. it's kind of two day two day thing, five and six hour sessions, um, taught by our, our counselors, and it's like a it's like a hands on thing. So. Um, I, I just think it, it could be what saves a lot of marriages this year. Spaces are limited though. And so I think they're already about 60 something percent full. So, yep. um, hop on that real soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and even, uh, e- even, even realizing, you know, if, if it's a relationship, maybe you're, you're dating. Um, they also said you're, you're invited. You don't necessarily have to yeah. be married. I mean, it's the majority are going to be, are going to be married. But rebuilding your relationship in general, I mean, it's a, it's just, 
it's it's needed for all of us and and they're going to walk you through uh, a lot of really hard conversations but but necessary conversations in order to move forward so cool all right i think that wraps the episode today thanks for listening y'all yeah we'll talk to you soon adios Thank you for listening to the Community of Faith podcast. The views, opinions, and beliefs expressed by the individuals on the show do not necessarily represent those of Community of Faith or its founding pastors. For more information about Community of Faith, check out our website, cof.church.